Hello and welcome to the Real Drink Podcast, the podcast that ranks your favorite film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Devin Specht, and with me as always is my brother Dayton. Hey, howdy, everybody. And today we're making a detour into some animated universe stuff with uh, the death of Superman. Mm-hmm. 2018's adaptation of the iconic comic book series which is pretty much right on the title what happens yeah it's spoilers yeah i mean you know sorry he uh he doesn't make it or does he yeah question mark yeah this is really good we just wanted to i don't know mix it up since we had a string of like eh. <laughs> eh, they, they're okay but also this also stands in for uh we were originally going to watch a documentary called The Death of Superman Lives by John Schnapp and decided to change it up because that movie is not 100% as accessible as I was hoping. And so this is good setup because in the future we're going to watch a movie that uh, takes huge cues from this, uh, not from, from this film, but from well, the storyline. Yeah, from the storyline, uh, The Death of Superman, which was in the mid early to mid-90s. I had these comic books. Yeah, I had them. I remember. I had the full... Yep, we like, had the white bag comic book. Yeah, and uh, if you're interested, you can get them now for not a whole hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, they mass produced... Well, this was like... <clears throat> I was thinking about this, and... Like, I was wondering how... Because when this happened, this was like an event. Like, this was covered in the news. People, like, it was covered in, like, the New York Times and CNN... And when the comic came out, like, there were lines clear around comic book stores, which Mm -hmm. never happened, you know, because this is like a death of an American icon. Like, he kills us. What the fuck? You know? Well, I I remember thinking, like, oh, I better hold on to this. It's going to be worth something someday. It's not worth anything. I'm sure a lot of people thought that, too. And, uh, yeah. Uh, But uh, that kind of made it really... Well, that really elevated it in a way that the writers and artists of uh, the storyline weren't expecting. Because this was a story told over four different titles of the Superman uh, line at DC. You had Action Comics, Man of Steel, Superman, and The Adventures of Superman. So this this arc was told across those those four different series with, uh, I think, the climax in uh, uh, Superman itself where he actually died. Yeah. Well, and I, and I remember the, the afterwards too, because I remember some of the comic books having like interesting die cut. So like mm-hmm. it, like you opened up the first page and it had the emblem. Basically yeah. it was some interesting yeah, things and, that they were doing there. And they printed the, the entire eulogy because in the DC universe, there's not Newsweek, there's news time. So they created this whole news time memorial issue for Superman. And like the, because in the the writers and artists of the whole whole storyline would say, you know, that the the death of Superman itself really isn't a story. It's just a big fight. The story is all in the aftermath and the reactions to Superman's death and then, you know, the reign of Superman. Um, Which we won't be getting into, but we're going to allude to it. Probably, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's... I mean, it, it's sort of inevitable this movie kind of... Well, yeah, builds off of <laughs> it's, that. it's a two-parter, so, essentially. Yeah, we're not going to cover 
the reign of the Superman? No, not a. I mean, if you ask us to, maybe. But maybe if you ask us nicely, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's also very very good. But yeah, just for the purposes of this, the death of will be what we need to do. Um, yeah, and uh, fun fact: this story happened because Lois and Clark weren't allowed to get married in the comics. <laughs> really? <laughs> so uh, the like I said the. Uh, all the people working on the Superman titles, they would get together every year to figure out what the continuity and what the huge story arcs of those four books would be for that year, right? Well, when the Lois and Clark show was happening, the... Because the year that show was happening, I'm pretty sure, 1993, they had planned to do the wedding of Superman and Lois in the comic book. It was going to be a big, huge thing. They had basically planned it out. It's going to be awesome. And the... Producers of Superman and Lois were like, we love that idea, that's great, we want to do that too, but you can't do that until we do it. Yeah. So, they basically had to throw out an entire year's worth of story, and they just finally went with Jerry Ordway's uh, joke that he said at every Superman story summit, which was, let's just kill him. <laughs> and when they had to throw all that all that story material out for that year, they just sat there and were finally like, you know what? Yeah, Fuck it. let's just kill him. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and yeah, for those of it, like thinking about it, and just like, oh man, there's that many different Superman titles. Yeah, some yeah. of those characters have like just an obscene amount of books and just for do. that one guy. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's kind of what they mean when they refer to like Batman family books or Superman family books. The one I know of, because I spent a lot of time reading uh, Marvel comics, and Spider-Man has just a, a shitload, gross amount of things. Yeah. Like, at any given point in time, there's probably, like, four Spider-Man different mm-hmm. runs. Uh, like, Amazing Spider-Man, Web of Spider-Man, Adjectively, Spider-Man. Yeah, Spectacular, Adjectiveless Spider-Man. Superior Spider-Man for a while. Yeah, it goes by different ones. Amazing Spider-Man's sort of the core book. Yeah, that's the flagship one, isn't it? Yeah, that's the like the one that's been going. Yeah, that's the almost Stan nonstop. One, right? yeah. yeah, but like, yeah, within a lot of these big core family of of books, X-Men's the same way. Like, mm-hmm. Uncanny is the main Lead one, but one, they're right. yeah. Well, depending, but yes, generally that is the one that like goes but sometimes the main one switches it's weird right to like new x-men is is one man we that'll be a whole big thing to unravel when we finally get to x-men the giant superhero soap opera that is the (laughs) x-men yeah i know a little bit i know enough to be passable but not yeah um yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's just just a fun aside about uh, <clears throat> about comic books and mm-hmm. how you can just because I don't know what all your uh, people listening, what your background is with the medium. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So yeah, let's just uh, let's just roll right in. This is a a very short movie, but it packs a lot. There's a lot of it's... stuff that that goes on in these in these animated films, and these these are. Uh... I'm a huge fan of all of a lot, yeah, pretty much all of these movies. Uh, not just in this continuity, but across. Uh, DC knows how to do really good animated stuff. Like they have an impeccable track record with adapting their characters into animation. Aside from the DC animated universe and like Batman the animated series, Superman the animated series, like 
they know they know what they're doing so yeah so they de- they definitely do uh our movie begins with a kidnapping mm-hmm. of the mayor the mayor of metropolis is being kidnapped by the intergang and you're like who's the intergang good question and they're like fuck off we don't have to explain <laughs> shit to you we're just gonna shoot at you and take your mayor and uh what's the mayor's name his name's just mayor he's that's what it's It's just he lost his name when he took the job yeah it's it's like being the shadow or (laughs) the phantom (laughs) you just lose your name you lose your you lose your identity you just just become the mayor you just wear that sash and that's just who you are until death uh he's being kidnapped by manheim who is manheim uh, manheim steamroller yes (laughs) it's uh uh, I presume. Uh, I, I did not know who. I was like, he has to be some sort of comic book supervillain. Mm-hmm. I don't know who he is. Uh, he is the leader of Intergang. So Intergang uh, are basically, they're basically like a, a mob that uses super advanced weaponry and technology, usually provided by Darkseid. Yep. And at some point... Way in the future, we'll yeah. talk about Inner Gang again. Black Adam's gonna fight them. Dwayne the Rock Johnson's gonna gonna put the people's elbow on Bruno Mannheim. If they smell what the Rock is cooking, mm-hmm. death. Of, of Condor. That's what he's cooking. Condor. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So they're wearing mech suits, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that have all kinds of fun toys on them. Uh, but they're like, oh, we gotta work fast. You gotta have problems with the man upstairs. And the guy's like, I didn't know you were religious, boss. Yeah, not like, that not man that upstairs, man Mitzi. We're in <laughs> Metropolis. Use your brain. And uh, on the on the way to the crime scene are uh, Maggie Sawyer and Dan Turpin, iconic uh, members of the Metropolis police force. And uh, they they attack uh, Manheim and his uh, cronies. Uh, and get their shit rocked, nearly get what killed. An easy job the Metropolis Police Force has got to be at times, though, right? Well, uh, yeah, and then the shit like this happens, and then you're like, man, thank God Superman's around. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, this stuff happens, but, like, for the most part, Metropolis is almost always displayed as, like, yeah, it ain't shit that happens in Metropolis. You want to, like. Yeah. I mean, there's still crime and stuff, but, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But. But yes. But yeah, uh, it's not it's not as bad as fucking Gotham City. No. Or Bloodhaven. Or Bloodhaven. It's in the name. This is a haven for blood. It's Bloodhaven. <laughs> it's nineties as hell. <laughs> yes. Uh yeah, that's a real place. You can mm-hmm. you could totally go there if you lived in the DC universe. Oh yeah. You wouldn't want to though. But uh as Dan Turpin nearly gets killed by I think one of the Octopus tentacles? Yeah, tentacle arms from the... that. Uh, like he's fucking Omega Red? Yeah. <laughs> or Whiplash. Uh, but uh, that nearly kills Turpin. Superman comes in for the save. And he's, he's, he's really charming and he's quippy. And I really enjoy it. Even though he is wearing the new 52 outfit of this continuity. And that's yeah. just like... It's something I gotta bear with. Because... And some people were... I read I read up that some people were kind of like, eh, they didn't, like, just adapt the story. But, like, you got to understand that, like, they're adapting the death of Superman for this continuity, for this well, the DC animated movie universe as well. This is, yeah, because this is a long-running 
thing. Like, there's multiple mm-hmm. in this, right? So yeah, there's a bunch of entries by this point. Like this, this whole universe started with the Flashpoint paradox in 2013, and then there was Justice League War, which is okay. Um, and then there's a bunch of movies like Throne of Atlantis, Justice League versus Teen Titans, so on and so forth. I don't yeah. know what number entry this one is, though, offhand. No, and uh, if you're wondering if you need to know any of this or watch it, no, you don't. I, I don't think no, I can follow but, this just fine without... But there is, like, it's nice that it does, it mentions and calls back to things in the universe, which I do appreciate. You can pick yeah. it up as a casual viewer, though pretty easily which i appreciate yeah but this uh why is kraken super bad because he comes up and is like you ever wonder what it's like to fall from a great distance here let me show you yeah Yeah, that seemed unpleasant (laughs) yeah it's uh jerry o'connell is our superman sliders Mm is the thing i know but then other things he's in scream 2 yes he is Yes, he is. He was and, also does a lot of voiceover work, and yeah, really, really good super. I really like him as Superman. Yeah, he's not like the voice of Superman that I always like because there's no. He's not who you would immediately think of because I'm oh, sorry. Well, no, it's just like Tim Daly, right? Mm-hmm. That's the... Tim Daly or George Newbern. Um, some people, if they're nerds like me, Bud Collier from the radio show. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, he does, he does just fine. Like, no, he doesn't get like he, uh, it's it's he's solid. Like because yeah. there's been a bunch in this universe. There have been a bunch of different guys who have voiced Superman. Like in Justice League War, Alan Tudyk was the voice of Superman, and let me tell you, that didn't really fit well. You know, he can do it. Alan Tudyk. He's a good uh, voice actor. He's, he's a good great at, voice actor. He's good at what he does. He just like some voices just don't fit with certain characters it wasn't like he was ba- it just you could tell that it was just like alan tudyk is the voice of superman today yeah this like, like some it, people yeah you can just tell yeah and this feels like jerry o'connell is playing clark kent and superman is what yeah, I mean. he has a very um he has, he has the voice that that does definitely sound the part mm-hmm. um yeah and i will comment on the suit now i guess uh, yeah, I don't like the new 52 high collar. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it has a collar. They all had collars. They all had, like, I don't know why everybody had to have a protect collar. Protect your neck. Oh, gosh, man. <laughs> like, oh, one of my... Like, they're wearing polos? Like, I what guess, are they wearing? super polos. And it's, okay, some, uh, and I don't... For, Maybe people don't know. Maybe they do. But in 2011, there was an event called Flashpoint, and we we will see elements of that story be adapted in the 2023 Flash film. Um, but Flashpoint basically ended up rebooting the DC universe, and the New 52 is what we got. And we got all of these. It was kind of a new start, kind of a soft. Eh, it was a reboot, but it wasn't a very well planned reboot. So. Everybody yeah. got a, basically got a, a facelift, and their continuity got expunged weirdly for a while, depending on who you asked. Uh, yeah, DC does these for now. Like that's the big Marvel DC kind of thing is that like DC does a lot of these big reboots, and Marvel just 
creates new offshoots a lot of the time. A lot of, yeah, but I mean, they both can get really confusing. And well, the thing about Flashpoint is it wasn't it wasn't planned to be a reboot initially because usually when they plan to do like a big continuity wide thing like that, there's usually a plan involved. Well, usually it's really, a crisis. Usually, you know, usually it earns it. Like, well, yeah, that, well, that was the last time. The only time before that when there was a really big continuity like reboot was the first Crisis of Infinite Earths, and then they did it again in two thousand six. So, I mean, yeah. they do it like twice. <laughs> then Flashpoint yeah. kind of did it. <laughs> yeah. Still, but uh, I mean, but yeah, it then... can it can get confusing. You know, but some of that's part of the fun. But yeah, New 52 wasn't... There was some good stuff that came out of New 52. I won't lie, Grant Morrison's Action Comics run, I really liked. Um, but... The mm. Superman outfit, and actually a lot of the New 52 outfits aren't my favorite either. Mm-hmm. I don't the like big problem. The big problem, I'd say, is like, they got rid of the red trunks... Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't like him because like he's wearing his underwear on his outside, but it serves like kind of a better thematic thing because otherwise mm-hmm. it looks like he's wearing kind of a onesie. Yeah, a big blue onesie, and even he- like and usually like the new Fifty Two suit I hate because they try to do the red belt, but it's so thin it barely yeah it barely <laughs> blocks the colors. So and- like if we we haven't really had the chance to like look at do- different Superman suits because the Chris Reeve one it's consistent. Uh, it's pretty much the same suit, yeah, right? Like, the whole time. It's pretty much the same. I mean, I think, like... Minor differences. Color changes about. are basically the difference, I would but say. But, like, for the most part, it's the same one. And, yeah. Uh, like, even the emblem and stuff. Superman, you know, for having, like, in your mind's eye, if you think about it, you're going to see, like, a different Superman suit. But there are a ton of different variations oh, throughout yeah. the almost hundred years yes. of his existence. Absolutely. And even just how different artists kind of interpreted the material. Cause like, even like there's the original way that Joe Schuster drew it, which is kind of a very angular blocky style. And then it got refined later by Wayne boring, who was like the, one of the major artists for him in the forties and the fifties. And then Kurt Swan, just iconified Superman, much like those Chris Reeve movies did for people for the Silver Age. Like, Kurt Swan was the Silver Age Superman artist and created, like, did the whole wink to the camera thing. That was all Kurt Swan. And so he's he's had different people put their spin on it, and they've it's been, sometimes it's like subtle changes in the S, but it's very like, it's not broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, I can, I, I don't, you have a shirt that has, like, years worth of superman emblems on it yeah like the original 1938 badge emblem from like action number one and then from like superman that's when he got the full like s and then yeah so on and so forth yeah so it 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 evolves and adapts i don't like this particular iteration because it looks the blue's too dark Uh, yeah Uh, uh, and it's just it's just too busy it feels a bit too busy yeah like, if you look uh, at the sleeves, they even have little, like, kind of uh, points at the end, which I was like, man, that's just, I don't know. It's not my favorite. This is eventually, uh, I mean, spoilers, New 52, Superman eventually died, and then Superman <gasps> came back. Uh, yeah. It's a whole thing. But, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's, yeah. 
Well, we get to that when we get to that, because this actually combines a lot of the elements for both. Yeah, well, like at fuses, least a lot. Yeah, but yeah they, they both share the same last words, basically. Yeah. So, and we'll actually another, because this movie is fairly short, so I, I did plan on going over, because I have read, I even read the novelization of The Death of Superman. Mm-hmm. We had that at one point in our lives. Yeah. Uh, so I've read It was read a big that. deal. It was a big deal in our house. I mean. Yeah. It was well. That was a, it. Was actually not a bad book. It's like a four hundred page yeah. novelization. Yeah, it was. It was really good. Had a really cool cover too. Yeah. Um, Man, where are anyway. we in the movie? Yeah. So Superman is yeah. uh, basically he, saved the police, um, and yeah. we get a bit. We get the basically we get to see that like ah he's been Superman for Metropolis in this universe for a little while. He's been saving people and everybody loves him. What well, he just tears apart Inner Gang. Oh yeah, yeah, like, I yeah. He's still got to fight Inner Gang. Yeah, he, yeah. He they have a mother box, yeah. and like he just casually beats takes their down ass. the yeah. yeah. Like he rips the suits off of them. He they try to use a mother box, and if you're like, "What's a mother box?" I it's a whole thing. Uh, it's like, basically yep. a supercomputer that can create boob tu- boom tubes to travel from one place to another across the universe. Yeah, it, it, it's like a gussied up teleporter for Star Trek in a box. And kind of the internet before there was an internet. Jack Kirby was a genius. Yeah. Uh, but Superman broke that even. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just demolishes Inner Gang and their plan to abduct the mayor for some purpose. What a, it doesn't matter. They just needed, matter. A, needed a crime to open the movie. Yep. And uh, yeah, Superman interacts with the public, including. Uh, Bibbo Bibowski? Bibbo Bibowski! The world's unluckiest sailor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a guy that uh, Superman helped out, and he became a devoted Superman fan. And uh, was down on his luck, and Superman helped him turn his life around. Really sweet story. Um, and he reveals that he's... I stopped sailing, I became a restaurateur. I opened up the Ace of Clubs, which is awesome. Like, yeah. Sorry. Nerd now. Yeah. But... The, um, uh, <laughs> it's a famous yeah, club in Metropolis. Yep. Um, yep, and he gets his picture taken. He tries fiddling around with his phone, but Superman's cock teased Jimmy Olsen. He's on the scene from... at the ready. <laughs> I know where all, all the trouble is. Yep. Look at all these boys. <laughs> the boys. He's like, he's, he's like a FDR, but for dudes. Yeah. <laughs> uh... And feeling thoroughly creeped out, uh, Superman, uh, the Flash appears. Uh, like, yeah, oh, need me to do anything? And Superman just like, I gotta, I got things. I got things like, I gotta do. Will you uh, clean up? And me, as they're talking, Cyborg shows up, and Superman hands uh, Cyborg the mother box, and basically tells him that uh, Inner Gang was using apocalypse-infused technology, much like Cyborg himself. Because that happened in Justice League Origin, uh, or War. I'm sorry, Justice League War. And uh, good God, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so Cyborg fucks off to go talk to his dad, Star Labs, and the Superman's like, "Hey, Flash, will you clean this up?" And Flash is left to clean up the the scene. It's and he ponders funny. if uh, the Titans are still hiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do they got an age requirement? Yep. So yeah, he. Uh, Superman, though, was off to, uh, I believe it was Star Labs, to meet mm-hmm. with Below Us to, yep. to show off um, the 
the spaceship, like his Ship. spaceship that he yep. came in. Yeah, the tech demo. Uh, this all is a big setup for the next movie, yep. essentially. Yep. Why this exists. This is like, because you're going to watch it and you're going to be like, why is this here? And it's all just so that we can set up one character. Well, an important, like, important, like, he's important, pretty much but yeah. the main reason why he's going to come back. Yeah. Yes. It's, but yeah, it, well, it's just weird if you don't know. If you don't know, yeah. If you're if you're just watching this as a standalone, yeah. I mean, it yeah. is kind of sweet because it's. I like the idea that because uh, the in by the time of their relationship in this Superman and Lois, he has not revealed his su- secret identity to her yet. That is a big uh, thing of drama for the movie. And yep. I like the idea that you know he brings her along so she can like keep the public up on what's like uh, keep them knowing about him because everybody on earth knows that Cal all of Krypton is Superman so like yeah meet my parents and it shows a hologram of jor Elmora. and I, I don't know I think that's really cool like I kind of uh, well it's a parallel too because later in the movie Clark has mm-hmm. Lois meet the Kents exactly so you have a, a, a parallel where the lives are converging um, but Packed yeah so no, much I, into this movie people yeah it just like a done happens and like they do it in an hour and 20 minutes as opposed to some three hour fucking monstrosity <laughs> jesus christ we'll have a lot to say when we get to that one uh um, stuff just yeah this stuff streamlined and smooth and and just unconvoluted and this has appears heart to be. and mirth uh, and, and uh, great action and yeah yeah uh, it's almost like so, they cared what but yeah no, they <laughs> Inside the spacesuit is like, he called they call it his nanny, but yeah, it's a guy, and he starts talking about trees. Kryptonians love trees. trees. If we've learned anything All, from trees these movies, and truckers are the worst. We don't see that in this, and, but it's and somewhere. Never probably. throw nukes in space. Never, never, ever. And speaking of trees, the Eradicator shows uh, Kal El and Lois Lane his family tree, the House of El, all the way to Jor El and Lara. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's the the nanny is the eradicator, mm. uh, and if you just did this, the eradicator is one of the four in the reign of the Superman mm-hmm. um, arc. Yeah, he is the visor and is the more brutal. Yeah, he's the the idea with the eradicator was he was the Superman that didn't have any human element or upbringing, was just straight pure Kryptonian. Um, because each of the four Superman are kind of playing off of different aspects of Superman in a way. Yeah, and the, the Eradicator was the... Kryptonian like the man. Yeah, he's the Tid Man. He's well, the he's Superman not even, without a heart. He's not even the... really a... The, it's like hard to even describe... Because he's not really a robot. He's a he's an artifact, really. Like, he's, he's a really hard thing to describe. And that was... In, like, it was a... Because the, the writers and artists of the Death and Reign of Superman like wanted Krypton to be part of Superman's resurrection because you know that just makes sense um, yeah so. but yeah he, and this movie does a, a pretty good job setting up all of the different mm-hmm. the the, the all four, four of them. yeah the the four heirs of Superman um yeah but uh, the eradicator is one of them this is kind of his setup mm-hmm. um yeah but uh mean 
Meanwhile, oh yeah, and the pl- people of uh, Metropolis fucking love Superman, which is Absolutely something I love. love he cannot yeah. even carry out a conversation without people like honking <laughs> and just like yeah. Superman, I fucking How you love doing? you. You're the best. I love. What- oh man, I love that though. I absolutely like. That's yes. That's how it should be. You know, because of course mm-hmm. you would. He's Superman. It's like the Flash. How everybody in Central City is like the Flash's buddy. Yeah, and. uh Lois gets a ride back to the planet from Superman because Superman's just the nicest dude. Uh, and then she goes up to their office and runs into Clark, which is, mm-hmm. I, I love that kind of bit as well. It's just, yeah. He's just oh, that, hey, that, it's just like, like oh. <laughs> hey, and, here I am. And the planet yep. has a fucking globe on the top of it. Yes, it goddamn does. Because you don't, you should always have it. If your movie doesn't have the daily planet with a globe on it, it's bad. And you're doing something wrong. You've misunderstood something completely. You failed the assignment. Uh, it's like you, you you had an effort, but you failed completely. Yeah. So, uh, the Superman, or no, Clark and, and Lois, it's revealed, also have a relationship. Because mm-hmm. uh, they make out in a closet. You know, those make-out closets that every newsroom's have. Oh, every, every workplace has a make-out closet. Yeah. If yours doesn't, talk to HR about the makeout closet. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to do an inappropriate workplace relationship. Where's your makeout closet? Where's the makeout? I didn't see it on the emergency chart. Where's the makeout yeah. closet? Excuse me, the makeout closet? <laughs> Where I can have my list of affairs and dealings? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I don't work here anymore. Good, good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, I love that. Like, great dynamic between Clark and Lois as well. Yeah, it just—it's always weird to me when they do have because this Clark. The one thing I will say is like he doesn't—he doesn't, he doesn't put much effort into be the difference, which I think is just kind of due to the time and the story that they're telling. Because I think yeah. this is also the first entry in this universe where Superman and Lois are involved. I don't think that they yeah. are at any point before this, so... Yeah, but, like, he's really just wearing glasses. He's just wearing glasses. Although, they do have... In a moment that I do hope we get to see in a live-action later, where there is... We get to see a difference change for an actor in live-action. You know the moment I'm talking about, right? Like, when the mm. uh, Ace Clubs... Like, mm-hmm. love that moment. So, I can I can give it a pass. It's fine. Yeah, but it's just one of those like you know. Yeah, he Lance just like Hunt wears glasses. glasses. Captain, Captain Amazing, Amazing doesn't, doesn't wear, wear glasses. glasses. Yeah, you wouldn't that, be able to see. see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Clark uh, lets let that his parents are in town, and uh, so it's a whole meet the parents situation. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's weird to see uh, Clark get embarrassed like that. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's not something you see often. No, it's it's nice though. Well, it's also nice to just see his like his coworkers, like mm-hmm. all of the, all the people that work at the Daily Planet, because he does have a supporting cast of people at the Daily Planet. Um, yeah, and it's cool that it's cool that we get to see some of them, like yeah. Cat Grant and Steve Lombard. The Stevester. The Stevester. So meanwhile, back at. Uh... I don't know where... Is this still Star Labs? Did they just mm-hmm. go back to Star Labs? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cyborg's dead. 
uh, run into John Henry Irons wearing a Superman shirt. You're damn right he is. He, he likes it with shed. pride. What? Yeah, he, he wears <laughs> that Superman shirt with pride, and he also <laughs> does love the shaft. That's his, <laughs> his, that's uncle, his uncle Joe. Taught him that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys remember from like a couple days ago? This time it's not Shaq, no. which is, I feel like the movie's lost. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who who's voicing him this time, but it has all the comic, uh, like he was a weapons designer, then had a construction job, Superman saved him, got inspired, works at Star Labs now. But. Yep, and yeah, that's we we kind of went over this, but this is a more setup for for Steel. Uh, I don't know which. I guess Steel would be more like the hope that Superman brings, because he's the well, one that's much more like the personable. Like he or, was the he was the like the one that had the most genuine heroism. He was the mm-hmm. one that uh, he was also the only one of them that wasn't saying that he was Superman. He was saying that he was a different guy carrying on the the shield in his honor and in his yeah. like in his name uh carrying on the legacy of the man of steel which was his title that the character appeared in of course um and yeah so that that was kind of his thing so yeah he was the he was the one that was the most had the was a normal man living up to this to the true superheroism expectations of superman in the wake of his death yep um, but yeah, they they determined that like, you know, really the only other place they could get this text is from uh, Lex Luthor. Lex uh, Flippin' Luthor. And uh, yeah, so we go now to Lex Luthor's apartment in progress. And uh, mm-hmm. Lex Luthor is voiced by Rain Wilson, and yeah. I'm of two minds. Me too. I, I don't it... know. I. I'm so. I guess I'm so used to animated Lex Luthor being Clancy Brown. Yeah, but I well, because I'm also used to just different. Again, like the different guys who have done it, like Anthony LaPaglia, who did it in All Star Superman, was great. There's kind of a, a distinct, a tenor I would say for Luthor's voice that we've kind of just expected. We kind of, I, I think in our minds we kind of expect Lex to have a, a sort of deeper voice, kind of an authority. Which is weird because yeah. Gene Hackman doesn't have like that kind well, of. Like Gene deep ha- authority. Well, well he's but also Gene kind ha- of the prototype for a lot of, you know. Yeah. Like, and even in like Brainiac, the Brainiac Attacks animated movie, they had Powers Booth do it, and I don't think that was a solid choice. Um, not that he was bad; it was just like, eh, it's kind of different. You know. <laughs> but Rain Wilson it's... is like, I don't know. I I I'm fifty fifty on it. Sometimes I like it, and sometimes I really don't. I think that's down to Lex's characterization, or the look of him. Like mm-hmm. it just doesn't look like his voice fits yeah. what the body of Lex Luthor is. Yeah, showing. that's really. Yeah, that's re- that might be really it too. Is that that? It, he looks like he should be dweebier with that voice. Like he should be Dabney Donovan instead of. Yeah, Lex <laughs> I, I don't. That's the thing because Lex Luthor looks the same way that he does in other things, where he looks like he's a fairly built, mm-hmm. tall, bald dude. Yeah, with like, uh, uh, with authority, and he plays that up through this. And sometimes I like that kind of stoic, well, not stoic, but that kind of cold, calculating nature that Rain Wilson plays him with him. Yeah. That superiority. Sometimes that works, and then other times it just doesn't. Like when he's talking to Superman, I don't yeah. buy him. He's he's just like, oh, and I even put in the kryptonite 
some kryptonite bling. It's fake, of course. And, like, he he <laughs> has, like, that kind of Dwight thing, shoot you know? arrogance. Like, I can fucking take on Superman, but he doesn't... It doesn't carry. Yeah, it just... And I think maybe if the character design wasn't like Lex Luthor as a... Mm-hmm. Like, it, like maybe, maybe if he was more of cake-stealing Lex Luthor... As opposed yeah. to business mogul or Lex Luthor. Or kind of Luthor. like even, even kind of chubbier mad scientist Lex Luthor from the 50s. Yeah, but as it is, like, I don't But they don't, don't do buy the work because they'll look like the Kingpin. Yeah, well, also, like, I think having him be like a... I like him better if he is a business mogul. I think that... I don't know, yeah. it could be because that's just more of what I've experienced him as. Mm-hmm. Even, like, the movies aside, the movies he's just the fucking super criminal and he has no origin he, he's just well, like I mean, luthor it, yeah well yeah and in, in the yeah and so far in the series of films we've watched he is just a he's just an ultra criminal on the scene and yeah so i guess yeah this is the first divergence where he's a real businessman yeah i mean and we'll never actually and everything yeah we will yeah we'll never well in Superman Returns I, it's just a continuation so like well, up I'm until well i'm talking about i'm talking yeah. about Jesse Eisenberg Goddamn Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Who's the guy who invented Facebook? <laughs> yeah. Uh, motherfucking Spider-Man, man. <laughs> Spider-Man. Fucking put in the time. Put in the time. Anyway, um, where are we at now? Oh, yeah, well, uh, space. Yeah. Space. Where no one can hear a boom tube open. So a bunch of astronauts are uh, working on a satellite, I take it. Uh, Hank Henshaw and his wife Terry Henshaw, and then another another nameless fuck. Uh, they're just you know dopping around up there doing uh, doing the you know, NASA's work. Astronaut shit. We yeah. encounter a lot of astronaut shit in these movies. We well we have to. Well you know a lot of stuff comes from out there, and mm-hmm. uh, out in the the dark side of the whatevers opens a boom tube, and out from the boom tube comes a bunch of meteorites, and they descend upon the. Uh, well, they're heading heading straight for the astronauts and the satellite. Yeah, um, and you know the the relationship there, Hank Henshaw, of course. Uh, you know he's this is more set up. He is another of the heir of Superman. Um, he would be the third we've seen so far. Yeah, the cyborg Superman, the most villainous uh, of the four. Yeah, well, because he's not the right one now, that... but yeah. Yeah, the, he's the one that looks the most like he's actually well, yeah. of the, of the the he's my favorite because it's just so he looks the most metal. badass. He looks fucking <laughs> yeah. awesome. I was obsessed with him as a kid for a while because it's just like, is that the Terminator fused with Superman? Like what? Because iconic looking Superman villain, um, missing his lower fucking jaw and yeah, yeah, he like just a Terminator has like, jaw on Superman. Yeah, with like and it, half the face is also robot. Then you got the black hair and the eye and it's still super it's great 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 look and i i can't remember who the artist was but he was like i can't believe people didn't suspect him to be the villain because he looked the most like a villain well yeah i mean when when i whenever we tell you this you're gonna be like well no shit yeah exactly like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> duh <laughs> fucking de doy yeah but yeah he's the one that like he claimed to be just a rebuilt mm-hmm. superman but basically uh, yeah yeah, like, yeah, he's the most imposter of the Superman 
Yeah. Well, he's also the one who he has a vendetta against Superman because uh, as we see here, super this guy is like way, way, way too overconfident in Superman's just miraculous abilities. Yeah. And like, it, it bites him in the ass. Because I guess yeah. he'd been saved by Superman before, and he was like, Superman always comes through. He's going to be here no matter what. He's always on the scene. He's a 24-7 yeah, champion of the people. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. we got a few other things before. Yeah, we, Lex, Superman uh, will always save us. Yeah, uh, Lex Luthor has been dopping. So Lex Luthor... Okay, so in the continuity of these films, uh, Lex Luthor uh, headed up the Legion of Doom, got his ass beat, and uh, is under house arrest. So he has been derping around, uh, switching the ankle bracelet, ankle monitor. Yeah, thing. they put him on house arrest because they couldn't apparently get him for any good crimes. <laughs> yeah, like so... leading the fucking Legion of Doom on camera. That's yeah. we can't get you on that. But I guess just too valuable to uh, I don't know the survival of the DC universe to just go to prison. So you're on house arrest, like so. He goes around Metropolis, and this is a nice, fun little gag. He dresses with the orange wig and beard, and uh, that's so in the '90s. Uh, Lex Luthor was believed to be dead, so Lex Luthor was pretending to be... I think he was pretending to be his Australian son at this point. Yeah. And he looked like so, that. Yeah, it's a it's a throwback, because he, isn't he also wearing, like, glasses? Like, he, he, he's like wearing he's a throwback something... to a, a 90s yeah. outfit. Yeah, what, what the character looked like during this period when the storyline happened in the 90s, because comics are awesome. Yeah. I, lo I well, love that. It's just, I love that look. I really do. I can't lie. There's yeah. something oh. about, like, long-haired, leeline fucking Lex Luthor that's kind of wicked. Oh, and uh, in that meeting with Superman, there's a, a line that he says, uh, you know, you're, the people, you're going to have to understand that the, the people are going to love me more than they love you. Mm -hmm. And, like, they're not going to love you just for hating me. For hating me. me, yeah. Yeah. Or love Which you is... no matter how much you, for how much you hate me or whatever. Like It was a good line. It was a good interaction. Like Yeah, this... That stymieing of one another. Uh, there's also a scene with some hot goss. That office gossip where we meet Steve Lumberg. Lombard. HR's biggest. Yeah, that's it. Hell, HR's nightmare. Steve yeah. Lombard. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Olsen's the Daily on, Planet. Jimmy Olsen's also on staff, so. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lombard's apprentice. Um, yeah. So uh, Lois Lane is. Uh, or yeah, is this before or after that? It's sure. it's before Sneaky Luthor because I have Sneaky Luthor, mm. but before this is Office Goss, uh, where yeah, uh, we gotta get the gossip. Cat Grant digging Lois for uh, her. Well, she she uh, asks Lois if she's gonna meet Clark's parents, and Lois is like, "What?" and basically confirms that uh, that she, like Cat Cat suspected that Clark and Lois were a thing. And it figured it out. It had mm -hmm. Lois basically admit it, caught her in a... Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's like, oh, you just stopped calling him Smallville. Like, your whole demeanor changed. I figured it mm -hmm. out. Yeah, it was pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, which which is good. It, it's it's nice to have these little scenes there, I guess, to more establish, like, Lois. And well, Kat and has also, a better... just make him feel like people, right? You know, just make yeah. everything feel just a bit more fleshed out and, like... Because, yeah, that's, like, you know, at a job. Yeah, I'm sure that would happen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Luthor... Now we're at Luthor. Because, yeah, the yeah. space station set up, and then Luthor uh, sneak it in. 
and then going around berating his fucking employees for doing I don't know what kind of science they're doing if he already knows the answer. He's like I don't know. That's this kind of rock, you buffoon. And like, <laughs> you fucking asshole. What like, do I what? pay you for? How do you still pay them? You're under... I don't know. Well, you can be under house arrested. Like, yeah, still. you still make money if you're in jail in Monopoly. Okay, that's fair. And he is licensed where I can get past that. Yeah, but um, I, I just want to know why they're examining rocks. What are they doing in this building? <laughs> I don't know. It's vague super science for Lex like, Luthor. He walks by somebody else and like, I'm glad you under someone understands this postulate. It's not you. And he just walks around basically being like a An giant, asshole. Just a, a giant, a giant fucking bitch. prick. Yeah. yeah. Like a drama llama bitch about it, too. Uh, just throwing all kinds of shade. Like, we're out here. This is Team Kill Superman. Come on, people. He's not going to kill himself. <laughs> That's not going to happen. We're at the death of Superman here. Come on. It has to happen somehow, and it better be through us. And so he's watching. Uh, he gets up to a view screen. He's accompanied by Mercy Graves. Uh, mm-hmm. First appearance we've had of her, of course. A character much like Harley Quinn originated in the animated lore. Uh, then made her way to live action in Batman v Superman. Yeah, I always just think of it like Luthor's chauffeur, Mercy Graves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much what she does, yeah. And she's yeah. also kind of his bodyguard, and she has a few functions. Um, she's like a badass Mrs. Tessmacher. Yeah, she's like a, you know, a really villainous personal assistant. Well, I will also think kind of like, in a way, like, almost like, in, if you think of Lex, like a Bond villain. That kind of henchman chauffeur, that good way to think of Mercy classically i guess in her original incarnation yeah and uh that's when like they've tracked the asteroid yep it's and pregnant with where... monsters yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah like it looks like it's full of something like i'd say it was pregnant and someone's like rocks don't get pregnant now who's yeah. the super genius <laughs> it's like <laughs> lex apparently understands things that we don't he's a 12th level level intellect you know um, but uh, the asteroids are just coming in hot. They crash into the satellite, and the astronauts try and get into their ship. And yeah, that's when he's like, "Superman will save us." I know Superman. he will. And everyone's like, "We need to do this maneuver." Like, no need. Superman's got this. Superman's, we're gonna, Superman's gonna be here. We're gonna be fine. You just stay then, strapped in. He's gonna be right here. And then uh, thing clocks in and takes out uh, the third astronauts guy. Astronauts rip through the ship. Yeah. And, like his wife dies and Terry's he's floating toes. in space and, and he's and like just, he's looking at Superman's the window still and got like, time yeah and like there's a shadow coming in hot and quickly and all he's like Superman thank god I knew you'd show up and of course it's the fucking asteroid which just conks right through the fucking ship explodes and descends upon the planet earth below oh come on Superman he's still got time I, <laughs> I know I'm entering re-entry but I he's still can pull me out of this Superman always saves the day so, yeah, this is his inciting incident for, like, the one time Superman didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. It just comes up as very, like, oh, I don't know, Jesus, I was always walking on the beach and I didn't notice your footsteps beside me. <laughs> like, or, like, I, <laughs> I nearly died from drowning. Jesus, why didn't you save me? I pray to you all the time. I don't know, I was off saving the other 8 billion people on the earth, you selfish prick. <laughs> it's like, I'm busy. <laughs> All right, I got things. I try, I like, I do my best. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, and then there's like Luthor does he? Or it's super training, I believe. Well, not super training, but he what? 
He does something where he blackmails a guy with his his kid needs an antidote for something. Oh yeah, so he can get the yeah he poisons a guy's kid mm-hmm. so that he can get the location of the asteroid so That's that he it, can send from Star a Labs. deep yeah a deep sea thing and then it's super training right yeah yeah and I'm just as like I kind of like that like in terms of Lex Luthor methods that's just a good way to show the fucking like. That kind of mob boss style, like super criminal, like yeah. The antidote for the poison. Listen, the <laughs> eat my ass, Lex Luthor. Yep, nice try, Lao Shay. Lex Shay, <laughs> Lex Shay. Um, and then we go to super training. You're right, and uh, Superman and Wonder Woman are fighting with Cheetah and Metallo. Kind of, and they're yeah, they're having a conversation about like you know, relationships. Mm-hmm. Like Superman has just constant fear of letting people in. And uh, yeah, Rosaria Dawson, the voice of uh, Wonder Woman. Here. Excellent. She's amazing. Like she's sounds, fucking awesome. Like, like dead ringer. Like, yeah, absolute. One of the best Wonder Woman voices of all time. I like, and she's done it. I think pretty, not like after, I think it was Michelle Monaghan in the first one, and then after that it's been Rosario Dawson through all of these. Yeah, she's, she's really great. good. Yeah. yeah. Like, really captures the fucking, like, it, like, the strength where, and nobility. Yeah, of... and the, and the kindness and the, like, everything. Like, one of the, one of the reasons to watch these movies is to listen to who they cast as the voices of the characters, because that's another thing that they're almost always really, really great at. Yeah, uh, Rebecca Ravane was Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. She does a very good job. Yeah, and as we'll like, see here soon, uh, Nathan Fillion is Hal Jordan. Uh, yeah, Jason which Omara is... as uh, Batman. What? Which is weird, because I would always think that, like, in my head, Nathan Fillion would be a better Flash, but... Uh, well, he's, all, like, he's, been, he's like, a Green Lantern fan, so he's been playing Hal Jordan for, like, ever. Mm, gotcha. Green Lantern yeah. is great. One of my favorites. Oh, he's, he's what, like, he is a highlight in all of these movies. He really is. And, like, one of my favorite moments in Justice League War, uh, it's not Nathan Fillion, it's, uh, uh, somebody else, um... Graham Gorman? I don't, no, I don't know. Um, it has, like, a great interaction with Batman. But, yeah, they make... Like, they really do well highlighting the personalities of all these characters quite effectively with the short amount of time that they have. Yeah, like, a lot of them don't have, like, a ton of screen time, and mm-hmm. you kind of get to go based off of some of the stuff you know about them, but even still, like, mm-hmm. they manage to put in a lot of that. Yeah, very and very quick. And also, when we get to it, just make... like. I love how the fact that the Justice League just feels like a team and feels like friends. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I also like, in comparison to the original story, that they actually have the real, <laughs> honest to God Justice. That's League. a that is a thing that this is a huge bonus that this story can do that the original didn't have. So in the in 1993, it was the era of the Justice League International, and this was a team that had, uh, Booster Gold, the second Blue Beetle. Bloodwind, who was later revealed to be Martian Manhunter masquerading as Bloodwind, but that's a whole deal. Maxima and Fire and Ice, I think. That yeah, was the and... that was the JLI, and of course I... they fucking got their ass kicked by Doomsday. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, oh, oh no, you're telling me the Fire and Ice can't fucking I save mean... the day? Oh, and Guy Gardner, Guy Gardner was there as well. Oh, so yeah. I mean, out of out of them, the two that I would say had the best hope of fighting Doomsday were Guy Gardner and Maxima. Guy Gardner sucks. 
He's an okay, like, he's grown on people in years, but yeah, he's like the worst Green Lantern. Guy Gardner is the Green Lantern you have at home. He's just, of all yeah. of, if you ask somebody your favorite Green Lantern, they're never going to pick Guy Gardner. Rarely are you ever going to pick Guy Gardner, but he has, he has his fans, and he has his place in history. And I like, I mean, like that's up, the thing too, I love, what? He ends up picking up more rings than a fucking tom brady like he just gets, <laughs> yeah like, he does and he he'll, he'll, he'll apply for any fucking ring and they'll give oh, him to fuck him yeah he's, Here, he's here like, a red one here's a yellow one but fuck it there's a purple a, he's, one he's a classic <laughs> ring slayer that's what he does yeah. he just uh just goes around there and gets the rings but yeah um this has the actual honest to god the classic thing. uh roster yeah. nothing against booster gold and is it jamie well, no. reyes is he's the second one no, no, uh, he's the third one. This was the Ted Cord was the second. Okay. Uh, yeah, BFF. And, ones, like, yeah. the JLI, great team. Nothing to get, but it's just the, and that that's just, like, it's just because it happened during that period of time. You know what I mean? I'm sure if, like, well, they just, had, like, could have worked with yeah. the Justice League writers, I'm sure that they would have, like, shifted things around to, like, ah, the Magnificent, because the... The iconic Magnificent Seven roster that we all know and love today didn't really come back until 1997, when Grant Morrison was writing Justice League. So, like, we there were a bunch of different incarnations before we got to there. Yeah, I mean, same as anything. Like, you very oh, rarely yeah. run into the Avengers with the core with the core classics, exactly, and like the iconic storylines that you would think that they would be in. Like, I'm not sure it's like the, like in the like in the Kang Dynasty comic book. I don't think it's the classic iconic Avengers team in that story. No, you know what I mean. So, so it it happens. Like that's just the nature of the continuity, like comics, and you mm-hmm. know what's going on at the time. But that's the advantage that this story has in adapting, in adapting it. It can pull from a lot of different sources, which mm-hmm. is which and is be very able, great. yeah, and be able to have all of the icons of the Justice League for the for the iconic fight. Except from a boy, Green Arrow's not out there. No, not, he couldn't do shit. But he could Nothing. be out there. He could he could jump around and flip and stuff to avoid getting hit and you know give water Doomsday? to people that were hurt. One fucking arrow with a boxing glove on it was all that <laughs> motherfucker needed. Yeah, That's, oh, just get him one of those. Queen. Yeah, um, but meanwhile, at the bottom of the sea, the submarines there, uh, and so are some Atlanteans, mm-hmm. uh, and we get our first look at uh, what we'll be known as doomsday in yes. the suit uh which is cool because yeah when he first arrives in the comic books he's wearing like a space suit yep pretty much he's like covered in head to toe and that was kind of the cool thing with uh those four titles doing it so he he breaks out from under the ground basically because this was something that was even they hinted at like i think like a full month before where in all of the books just underlying each issue in every page there was just a boom boom like a fist hitting a wall somewhere out then you didn't know where or what it was about and then doomsday erupts from the from the earth and he's he's wearing this full just green and uh maybe brown and a little bit of silver and red uh suit and yeah it just breaks breaks free and is just uh holds out his hand a little bird lands on his hand and he just crushes it instantly and you just immediately you get the sense that this is not a being that understands gentleness or 
kindness. This is just a being that wants to fight and kill and kill and destroy everything. Yeah, it's just rage. Yeah, and you see it in the. First... It is the scariest version of the Hulk ever. Yeah, it it just it doesn't kill the Atlanteans. That it it fucking slaughters them. It like, like it rips, rips them, them apart. apart. Yeah, uh, and that's that's what Doomsday all about. is. Yeah. In this one, they, they change up the origin. The original Doomsday is a science experiment where it's, like, the best kind of science where you're just like, I want to make something completely unkillable and evil. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I really only have evil uh, expectations for <laughs> all let's of Let's just keep doing it. Let's just keep killing it and resurrecting it so that it can just, like, survive anything. And even when something kills it, that can't kill it again. This, is, this seems like something the universe really needs. Yeah, I really feel like the science that's being done here really justifies the the horrible conditions. And thus, yeah, that's Doomsday. He can never really die. No. And uh, and in this uh, universe, uh, they change his origin so that he is a creature. As I mentioned, the meteorite asteroid comes through a boom tube. Who uses the boom tubes? Well, New Genesis aren't going to create them to Doomsday. It has to be the god of evil himself, Lord of Apocalypse. Dark side. Mm. Yep, the evil mathematician looking for that anti-life equation. You're goddamn right. It you will carry the all zero. Will. <laughs> carry the zero, and there's a 50 in there, and I think a weird numerical sign. Got it. Yep, there you go. You have life, then boom. Negative one, anti-life. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, the Doomsday attacks and destroys the submarine, kill, like, violently. Mm-hmm. Just kills everything and makes and I its wanna, way. Makes its way to the surface, and I want to say, like, I feel not many times I will say this, but I feel like it's just with this, the brutality of Doomsday is extraordinarily effective. Yeah, like it, you really need to sell it as an anti-Superman. Yeah, like in that well, way, just like the he's really scary. Like I was genuinely like nervous. Like I've seen this before, and I know it's a cartoon, but. Like, for the characters who have to fight it, like, there's real moments of, like, dread, like, where you're on your seat, where it's like, holy shit. It's really good. Like, really good at building tension. Yeah. So we're at the Hall of Justice, and they have, you know, meetings, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yeah, uh, like, talking about their budget for the fiscal year, and their yeah. UN-chartered organization, so... Wonder Woman action figures are selling pretty well, though, so I can need cover, that. I can cover where the Wayne Foundation... Uh, might not come short, and Batman's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, are you high? <laughs> like, what are you? So, someone's smoking the opium. Uh, yeah. Then uh, Batman can't make the next meeting. He's gotta gotta put Damien in a private school. Yeah, has to talk to it like his uh, one of his teachers, and then fucking Flash and Green Lantern are giving him shit where it's like, wow, fucking Batman at a parent-teacher conference, what's that like? And it's just, I love, like I said, I love the fact that they feel like they're friends and that they mm-hmm. can hang out, you know? Because yeah, that's even and... something that, like sometimes in the Avengers movies we don't get to fully feel. Yeah, like they interact, you know, outside of times of crisis. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and to move forward our Superman plot, the Flash is getting married. Yep. Uh, him and, and iris and, are gonna tie the knot and yeah it's uh yeah superman that's you know like how do you get through that whole secret life thing and flash is like oh you tell him early like you know just drop that on somebody's honeymoon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, this. So yeah, this would be Barry Allen then, huh? Yes, this is Barry Allen. Mm. So yeah, I've heard today that uh, Barry Allen, the embodiment of hope, because all the comic book fans hope he goes away so that one of the Wests can show up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's well, because he was dead for he. So okay. Let me uh, try and set the scene here while we talk about the Flash. So Barry Allen uh, was the second Flash. Uh, Jump started the Silver Age comic in 1956. He died in the Crisis of Infinite Earths in 1986 and stayed dead pretty much until 2008. And in that time, the original Kid Flash, Wally West, became his inheritor. He inherited the mantle of the Flash and was the Flash for a whole generation of people from 1986 until 2008. And because I'm pretty sure because guys like Dan DiDio and so on were just big fans of the Barry Allen, he, Barry Allen came back and was restored to the second Flash, and so people have kind of just been like, "Yeah, we want Wally back," as I understand it. Yeah, uh, I like Barry. I like Wally too. Um, you know, there's a few Flashes, and like, yeah, isn't there like Bart? Bart, the other. Yeah, Bart is uh, Barry's grandson. Uh, came from the far future and each flash has their like i said i like uh barry because and even in this they kind of highlight it i feel like barry to me feels like the everyman who has superpowers like barry allen's just a nice just kind of average normal guy who was also the superhero the flash you know what i mean mm. and then wally is this like wally's in like the justice league cartoon he's the funny you know making jokes like kind of the ladies man super speedster so they both have their strengths, like, you know, their different personalities. Mm-hmm. And Jake Eric's the one with the hat. The original. Yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we even, uh, we're moving now to the Kents uh, mm-hmm. in Clark's apartment. Lois meeting the parents and going, just dropping a whole bunch of Superman lore out there. Yep, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot. They have a, yeah, we'll get to it, but they have a joke that as a super, like, that was a deep cut joke and it made me laugh, but we'll get there. Yeah, they're they're going through all this stuff like um, you know, oh, and then there's the cheerleader, and you're at a swimmer and mm-hmm. Clark. Well just... yeah. It's like Clark's getting embarrassed that uh Ma and Pa are telling all these stories, but like so they're like, Oh yeah, he dated uh, Lana Lang, she was the nice girl next door, played by Annette Tool in Superman three. And uh She tried <laughs> to charter a flight <laughs> from a cornfield to Metropolis. And uh, then they talk about uh, Pete Ross was his best friend. He was like, he was at the house every day. Never, I always wanted about that, boy. <laughs> Street racing son of a bitch. Street racing bubblegum chewing. Um, and then they mentioned Lori Lamaras, who, like you mentioned, was a swimmer. Um, and the Bobcat <laughs> says, maybe we should talk about her observing halibut, which made me laugh out loud because Lori Lamaras in the Silver Age was uh, so in the Silver Age when Clark Kent went to college he had an Andrea Beaumont kind of situation with a woman named Lori Lamaris Lori Lamaris was a fellow student she was a woman in a wheelchair uh, and Clark fell in love with her and was like oh I'm gonna give up uh, you know I can't continue to be Superboy anymore because I'm in love and then it turned out she was a mermaid and she had to go back to Lemuria or Lamaria uh, and they couldn't be together because Superman and a mermaid just can't work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so when she was like the halibut line, I, that really made me laugh. I was like, that, I might be the only person that that joke is for, and I appreciate that. 
you know, it's just a whole thing. It's kind of like Supergirl dating a horse. It just, yeah. you know, it fucking happens. happens. It just happens. You go to college, you meet a girl, it turns out she's a mermaid. If yeah, you just have a like a... situation. Yeah, it's it happened to me, you know. I fell in love, and then it turns out, you know, she was a werepig. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, a person that turns into a pig with moonlight. <laughs> it happens. You, it get happens. A, you get a bit... Yeah, there's all kinds of were animals. Yeah, yeah. you read the monster man well, you'll fucking figure it out. <laughs> it's a were rat. Were rat. Yeah, a were walrus. Yeah, uh, yeah. My the least favorite one though is a were human. That's a <laughs> human that turns into a different human. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a fate worse than death. Uh, so yeah, the, um, but this cause because Clark's just kind of being a big old stick in the bud, not yeah. really letting opening up because he. You know, doesn't want people to know about its past. It's all thing of secrets and the house of cards and whatever. Mm-hmm. Him oh, and Lois and have a fight. I don't think we mentioned it uh, as well because this is also kind of good setup for later. Uh, Wonder Woman and Superman were in a relationship before, also much like the New Fifty Two. They've broken up by this point, um, so that I think might be one of the only real like Clark can fully open up type relationships he's had. So that's why he's kind of being a stick in the mud where he doesn't know how to like. I really, really like you. Know, I love this woman, and I can't, re- don't know how to reveal my secret identity yet. Yeah, because you know, when you date in Wonder Woman, you're not really concerned with well, yeah, her well-being like, as such. Like, yeah, it's like she doesn't really, like, you don't, you know, you could just be Superman and Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? And they had mm-hmm. some good, like, again, like I actually in the movie in these animated movies, I actually like their relationship. But I mean. I've never been a big fan of the Superman Wonder Woman pairing. It just seems like such a Lady? high school mentality of like, ooh, the yeah. most powerful guy and the most powerful girl. They should obviously like get together. Like, why? What's wrong with Lois Lane and Steve Trevor? I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's just I don't know. I might be uh, too much of a traditionalist, but I just Superman and Lois Lane belong together. Yep. So. Uh, yeah, we meet Aquaman's here now. Yeah, and he's like, "What the fuck happened to all these people?" Oh my god, <laughs> what this is horrifying. Yeah, well, first we see Mara, and yeah, they're collecting the bodies from the incident. Because yeah, it's revealed that uh, that those Atlanteans were there because they were collecting uh, rock samples for Star Labs on behalf of Aquaman. And uh, yeah, he tracks the footsteps of Doomsday to the land, and he reports to the Justice League. And that's pretty much all he does through this movie. Like, he shows up at the end. Well, he shows up at uh, the fight, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. He has, like, oh, man, Justice League Throne of Atlantis, which I think is, like, the third movie, third or fourth movie in this series. Love that. It's excellent. It's a great one. Yeah, he's better than the guy that talks to fish. So. Well, he still talks to fish. But... <laughs> yeah, but, like, that's just, like, he's so much cooler than that. I'm glad that. When we get to it, we can talk about mm-hmm. how much more awesome he actually yeah, is. Yeah, how much more respect and just badass Aquaman is, yeah. Um, yeah, so Clark's talking to his mom out on his balcony. And uh, basically just says, like, you know, maybe it's just time to put away the secrets. As you get older, it's like, do we even need them? Mm-hmm. You know, well, I didn't raise in... you to be alone. You yeah, know? it's a really good... I, I really... Honest to God, I like the secret identity drama in this, because it feels like good, kind of organic, natural, like, not forced, you know what I mean? Like, it just... Well, it seems like we've 
in more modern times, we just kind of hate the concept of secret identities. Yeah, which and is like a as a collectively word. as a society, all of our superhero media is just like, yeah, fuck it, just yeah, get rid of it. Just, well, one, it's just ah, it's easier to just call them by call call them by the real name instead of the superhero name, which I just fucking hate. Um, no, I because mean, that's another thing is I like the secret identity. Well, it's also you know I think Clark Kent would go crazy if he had to be Superman all the time. Well, yeah, like. How could you do it? You yeah, know? And, I just want to have. I just want to have a job where you know I have a nine to five, and I'm you know Superman just something I do. Clark Kent's who I am. I want to be a journalist. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like it personally. You know, because by yeah. that measure, Batman should reveal a secret identity, and a care, apparently that is just fundamentally won't work. Yeah. No. <laughs> you many, know what I mean? There's too many people in Batman's life. Yeah. Like Alfred. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that I mean, like, in, in all honesty, like, who does Bat- Batman doesn't even have fucking coworkers? He just <laughs> no. <laughs> like, yes, like, I mean, who's he got? He's got Alfred. He's got Lucius. In this movie, he has Damien, but Damien's a Robin. Um, and you got like the rest of the Bat family. But they can take care of themselves. There is family, but I mean, it's not really like, necessary. They can take care of themselves. Yeah. like... You try to tell me like that's why he has to keep a secret identity. Mm. I, it, he has to keep a secret identity because no one would take Batman seriously if they knew it was Bruce Wayne, right? Um. So anyway, we're at a campsite now. Yep. And yep. A people are cowering uh, in fear from a bear. Yep, Biggest a bear. threat to America. <laughs> the bears are back. Fucking Steve Holt. He should be nearby. Steve Holt was <laughs> on to something. <laughs> and uh. And these people have a doomsday curse because that uh, fucking bear, uh, he doesn't make it very far. The bear gets killed by doomsday. Slaughtered and, with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. And then he, doomsday uses his other bare hand to kill the other hiker, Brian. And then the poor girl who's in the tent, she gets killed by doomsday. And just continuing showing just, just the merciless slaughter that doomsday brings with him. Yeah, just kills a bear with a single punch. Mm-hmm. like And just bloody and your rage and violence yeah. and death is all that will follow like there is nothing like you can reason with the hulk there is no like martian manhunter says it there's just nothing but the fight and killing mm-hmm. so anyway lois thinks that clark's about to dump her because he's like oh about he's he's fully committed now to revealing a secret but he's coming off a little sus Mm-hmm. And uh, well, they... first he's like, well, first Lois goes back to the Daily Planet. Cat Grant brings her a coffee so Lois can give her all the details, and then Clark runs into her and he has a coffee and it's like, oh fuck! And so they decide that they're gonna uh, talk later at lunch, get lunch together later, as uh, the Justice League uh, calls. I think it's Wonder Woman calls Clark and is like, we mm-hmm. got something headed to Metropolis, but we're heading people your way. And then she gives him a little bit of a tease about uh, his date. Yep, and uh, as Doomsday is attacking what to me looks like Midvale. Fucking... It probably is. I mean, it's called yeah. Carlin. I think it's called Carlin Heights in reference to Mike Carlin, the editor of the Superman books at the time. Pretty legendary editor at DC Comics, but uh, yeah. He is the guy that like, headed up the group for the Death of Superman era. Yeah, but it looks like in terms of there just being Mid-vale. a gas station. It's just Midvale. There's a gas station and like in the middle of some road. Yeah. Um, 
And the cops are like, oh, we blew up a thing. We did it. The day is saved. We got him. We got him, everybody. We stuck the landing. And then Doomsday just leaps out and just massacres them. Just pummels this poor policeman with his car. Like, just fucking into paste. Brutal. Like, brutal is about the only word it can effectively give. Like... I just, uh, like, and I know, I, I don't know, we, we'll bring it up maybe when we talk about the Zack Snyder movies, but I feel like this is so much more effective. And I don't know. What if we instead made him, like, kind of a shitty Urukai? Not even, he's a cave troll. <laughs> like, yeah. He's, a, <laughs> he's just, not even, he's a bony cave troll. Well, he, what even, if, he, he what starts if he as just, a cave troll and then he just gets protrusions. What if, what if he just destroyed a pier? We'll talk Question. About when we get there. <laughs> this whole this is all just an excuse that so we have something better to talk on that. <laughs> Way movie. better, something so much better. I don't give a fuck what any of you say. Uh, but yeah, there's a girl who's recording it on what looks to be a Palm Pilot, and uh, yeah. Doomsday she just nearly, like she nearly no flash photography. <laughs> Nobody must take my picture. And then what? My man, Hawkman, comes in for the save. Yep, and hits with the oomph metal. metal mace. Yep. And, uh, yeah, you see his eye through the, the mm. suit. And uh, he just takes out Hawkman very quickly. Hawkman and... tries his best. We must give him credit. Like, Yeah. No, he does as well as could be hoped. <laughs> well, as well as any of them could do, honestly. I mean, because even people that, like, we'll get to it. But, yeah, Hawkman, Hawkman gets taken out. Uh, and then Flash, I think it's Flash, right? No, it's Green Lantern. Green Lantern grabs him, yeah. Because uh, like, like hell, he's a member of the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah. They they take out pieces of shit like him for breakfast. <laughs> and Batman's like, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? And then Dal's like, shut up. And then flies to fight Doomsday. And this is where like it really shows how just truly powerful this creature is because the Green Lantern Green Lantern constructs are nothing to fuck with. Okay, these things are like strong. They, well, they're based out of Hal Jordan, who is the most willful person in the planet. It's mm-hmm. his force of will. Yes, and and Doomsday can break through his just, just like nothing. It's just so strong that like these constructs are just fucking piddly. And yeah, just breaks through them. And he tries shielding himself, but he just gets pounded into the pavement. Mm-hmm. And so the Flash has to run in and save Green Lantern. And yeah. he takes Hawkman's mace. Yep, and then just, like, gives fucking swing away Merrill. And Barry fucking just pummels at Doomsday. And actually gets him to cower for a minute. But Doomsday, being Doomsday, catches on to where Barry's going to be and just hits him. And so then after Barry, it's Batman for the save. Yep, and Batman uses some explosives and it takes out more like the only thing they're doing is pissing him off and taking out more bits of (laughs) his suit well uh, to their credit they're basically distracting him from killing more innocent people and destroying bits of the suit because yeah Yeah. like batman is pretty much the only one he doesn't fight him directly because that would be madness but he lasts the longest just by dodging and weaving yeah which i like hmm. that i like that though i just like that's so like yeah if I was, if anybody could have done it though, it would have been the Flash, but well, just, just like that reaction time though with Doomsday that he can like he can yeah. just process just as fast as Superman. So I, I I believe that I'm on board with that. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, meanwhile, back at uh, Cadmus, mm-hmm. or where Lex Luthor is. I'd say we're at Cadmus, yeah. Dabney Donovan, monster maker extraordinaire, is uh, showing off his wares to uh, his uh, sponsor, Lex Luthor. And he has uh, uh, a super boy growing in a tank. Yep, that's his, this is the final of uh, the four errors. Mm-hmm. Yep, Superboy. Uh, yep, the 90s is fuck one with the, uh-huh. the sunglasses and the leather jacket and the fucking bowl cut. Yep, that guy. Uh, Another icon of this era, actually. Who I'd say, you know, uh, claimed to be Superman and, you know, he's kind of right. He's a clone. Yep. So... He's he's got a little bit of Superman and a little bit of Lex Luthor in there. I'm pretty yeah. sure this is Connell. Yeah, he's he was the brash, arrogant, young, like, cocky. Yeah, is less because he's less tempered by mm-hmm. some of the others. Yeah, but he's the one of the the last one of the four. Yeah, uh, that takes the takes the mantle, uh, representing you know Superboy because. Yeah. Superman uh, started out as a Superboy. In, uh, in the Silver Age, yeah. That's actually... around saving Smallville. <laughs> saving Smallville in the future and anywhere else. Yeah, if you're ever wondering, uh, and we'll get into this sometime later, deeper, but uh, the, you know, there's the Golden Age and then there's Silver Age. If you're ever like, what's the difference between the Golden Age Superman and the Silver Age Superman? Silver Age Superman started his career as Superboy, and Golden Age Superman started his career as Superman. There you go. Yep. Uh, and the Silver Age Superman could do whatever the fuck he wanted. Pretty much whenever. He's great. I love Silver Age Superman a lot, but yeah. Uh, could do whatever limitless. the plot demanded. What a, your imagination is limitless. Well, again, that he was also... He sneezes and creates a whole universe. Yeah, that happened one time. I'm uh, not making it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that was another thing where that... Like I think I mentioned it in another one of these Superman episodes, but they were also much like uh, the writers of uh, Superman here being hampered by Lois and Clark. They were hampered by the Adventures of Superman show, on what so they just had to get as imaginary as an inventive as they could with the title. Yeah, Superboy though also has a, a TV show, which mm-hmm. is technically if we did want to finish out the Salkind run. Yes, maybe. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, does that even stream anywhere? I don't. I think it was on DC Universe. I'm pretty sure, but I don't know if it's gone anywhere did, did else. That, did that carry over to HBO? Man. Fuck, man. I don't know. That's a that's a deep fucking cut. That is a deep and, cut. Yeah, I, I think I've only seen like one episode, maybe. There's two Superboys. There's two Superboys. Yeah, because like after the first season, it turned went to another guy. Yeah. So. I don't know. We'll have to find out, though. We'll we'll get back to you on that. Maybe, probably not. Yeah, I don't um, know. Probably <laughs> never. But just just so that you know, we know there is a Superboy TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they we're going out of the Ace of Clubs restaurant where Bimbo is like, "That's how I saved Superman." Yeah, look at my look at this picture of us together, and they're like, "That's great." Can we get a couple menus? And he's Try like, the oh, super yeah. ribs. It has super sauce. Yeah, it's super delicious. And Lois is like, "Super." And uh, then they're talking, and uh, you know, it's like uh, uh, this reveal is, you know, I, I've been holding back secrets, and the biggest one is uh, I'm, I'm Superman. Superman, and she laughs, and in she his laughs, face. just laughs uh, right in his face, which is just, perfect. Yeah, 
It's just like you could just really just break up with me. You don't have to make stuff up. But he's just like, yeah. nope, nope. Look at me. Look at me. Well, he takes yeah, his glasses this is, like he takes I'm the Superman now. Just like he just like, and again, that's that's something that I hope we get to see happen in live action somewhere because that's such a great moment. Where because if you think of an actor doing like a physical transformation from like a Chris Reeve to Superman, that can be an excellent scene to pull off where it's like. You know, because even when he takes off his glasses, he can maybe pull off like, "Yeah, I'm still Clark Kent," but just no, look at me. Look, just look. Use your eyeballs, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Then she's like, "Oh my God, you are Superman, you motherfucker! This is so unethical. You wrote stories about yourself." I, I, I uh, love just, that callback just, too. Just a I couple. The job again, because that's <laughs> yeah. in the in the original Superman stories. That's what Clark did. He wrote stories about Superman, which is yeah, just incredibly unethical. Ah, uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, and uh, but, yeah, Lois also has this great line as they're ordering that, uh, Jimmy Olsen's a cock tease who eats chili dogs for breakfast. Yeah. He's, yeah. Jimmy really recommended this place. And, yeah. But he also says that, um, cause the justice league is called like calling him and it's like, we're all dying out here. Yeah. We're all like, fucking getting, uh, brutally killed. And, uh, Lois has to go cause Jimmy's in a helicopter and they're doing live action reporting mm-hmm. and, as he leaves, he's, he gets his one last secret as he mm-hmm. does his big, uh, like Superman transformation with the, the suit shirt, you know? Yep. Classic. classic. But his last reveal is that he, that he loves I her. I love you. Yeah. It's really sweet. And then she gets on the chopper and then, uh, we are now entering into the final act. Well, first doomsday has more justice league people to just rip apart oh, literally yeah. as he tears literally. cyborg's fucking arm off <laughs> yeah it's great <laughs> and uh yeah aquaman tra- jumps in tries to go for the save but he gets thrown against a building the martian, martian manager is set on fire yeah which well, is he, like he the does... one thing that he hates oh man i was like man that was such bad thinking john so martian manhunter actually lasts a little while so because he you know can turn incorporeal so he basically turns incorporeal reads doomsday's mind and as we've stated throughout this no mind absolute killing machine and then as doomsday notices batman tries to go for him john goes corporeal and then the fucker grabs him and then throws him into a gas station where he explodes yeah and uh, which the is the one Hunter. thing the one thing yeah, Martian Manhunter is Always crazy powerful. Yeah, is so powerful. He's but like, awesome. He's one of the cool. Honestly, like, I really think he should get more attention because think of just think about the core concept of Martian Manhunter and why I think it's so cool is like think about this. He's Superman and Batman fused together. Yeah, because in his alter ego, he's Detective John Jones. That's part of the shtick, because he investigates crime as a detective and then fights the criminals as the Martian Manhunter. No man escapes the Manhunter. Exactly. And also has some really cool stuff where, in the DC Universe, where it's like, in the, you know, in the Northern Hemisphere, Superman is like an icon, like, superhero, like the ultimate, you know, good guy. Mm -hmm. And in the Southern Hemisphere, it's the Martian Manhunter that they look to as, like, their Superman which I always thought was really neat. Hmm. Loves Oreos, too. Yeah, but yeah, weakness to fire, which Huge isn't actually weakness. a weakness. It's not a weakness. It's just something he just doesn't like. He's just terrified ex- of fire. Ex- he's super bad for him, as it is for everybody, but really bad for Martians. Yeah. Just... Like like water for M. Night Shyamalan aliens. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it's Wonder Woman's turn to try to fight the monster, and she gives it all she has. Um 
including, you know, losing your hair tie. Mm-hmm. So now her hair's out. And this is some great voice acting here. Oh, God, yeah. Rosario she's, she's fucking awesome. Like, she is so badass. Like, just this whole, like, warrior spirit. And I call you out, monster. Yep, and tries to lasso it, which I was like, he does not speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you want him to do? Tell the truth? <laughs> it's just like, I will kill you there, truth told. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, uh, and it breaks her sword. Mm-hmm. And eventually she's just, as is all of them, just ground into the fucking dirt. Yep. Just, uh, Superman comes in and makes the save, though, and uses his eye beams, which takes out the rest of the suit. And before they go for their final tussle, uh, Wonder Woman tells him to not look back. And don't hold back at all, because mm-hmm. he, will, he will kill everything. Everything. Just have, he will kill everyone. Um, yeah, so our first... So so now we we ring the bell and our first thing is a test of strength. Mm-hmm. So they can <laughs> <become some laughs> round one. Some <laughs> old school southern wrestling shit. <laughs> Somebody call Bill Watts. We need the one angle. <laughs> it's just uh, like oh, of course we got to go for the lockup and the test of strength. Yep. Um, which Doomsday wins and knocks. Well, the, uh, Superman into the and this in, is a recurring the theme because anytime Superman gets the advantage, Doomsday quickly, quickly gets that. He's like fucking Brock Lesnar. He just gets the yeah. advantage again immediately. Yeah, he just no sells. That's, that's his. Uh, that's his. That's, that's his, his gimmick. Shtick. That's his gimmick. Um, but yeah, and and uh, Superman is knocked into a building. He bleeds, mm-hmm. which is. Uh, I remember that being a big part of the novel when yeah. I read that. It's just that Superman just like, huh, I never bled before. Like, uh, and just remembering, like, going mm-hmm. back to, like, it's just a completely alien concept for exactly, him. Exactly, yeah. It's really neat. And then, uh, yeah, he flies towards Doomsday, and uh, the fight shall continue. The... Yes, uh through all kinds of shit as Lex Luthor is watching on the TV. Mm-hmm. He's just like, ah, oh, yes, Doomsday might, a- or well, it, it gets named. Lois uh, names but... it Doomsday. Yeah. And yes. we get a scene where, cause Lois is reporting as Superman is fighting it on the streets and just the, the choreography for the fights, even when it's like, uh, we're, it, we're not focused on it. I feel like it's just so good and well done. Uh, cause yeah, Lois is reporting on it for the daily planet and she calls it Doomsday. And then we cut to the newsroom, and Perry's like, all right, people, Lois just gave us a name. Tweet that shit. We got to fucking copyright it. Great Caesar's ghost. I want a nickel anytime anyone says it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Lex, though, muses that this could actually kill Superman, but who's going to save them mm-hmm. for a minute? Uh, and then maybe, like, what's its purpose? Is it just to thin people out? Like, maybe that's why it's drawn to population centers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe in the thing it just read a, a sign that said metropolis yeah i think so it, it just, just walked i think it just walked it's like it shows a direction and just kept going that way yeah but it could i believe he could talk but not much because i remember I, him I, just like growling out metropolis maybe i think because in this one he doesn't have anything but roars so maybe there was a slight animal intelligence in the in the original comic doomsday i know he's more intelligent in the dcau canon uh but yeah, I'm not sure. Um, and we get to probably one of my favorite parts there where we get to a bridge, the Metropolis Gate Bridge, 
mm-hmm. full of kids playing their Nintendos. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, the fight spills out under there, uh, and Superman gets more chances to save the people. The people. The people. Yeah, a lot of great stuff here. Uh, the the hangy things that hold the bridge up to the suspenders. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, sus- bridge the, sus- suspenders. the bridge suspenders start falling off, and Superman uses those to tie up Doomsday as a kid named Joey uh, is pulled out of his car by his mom as the battle progresses, and they get separated, and he drops his Nintendo. And he, of course, has to run back for it. I mean, he didn't save. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, on the last level. <laughs> yeah, that's the fucking. Uh, what is he? A crazy person? Uh, so the bridge is about to collapse, and he nearly gets killed. But Superman comes in for the save. Helps, uh, gives the kid his good Nintendo bag. is excellent, beautiful moment. That's what I mean by this movie has the heart that a oh, lot of Oh, and then the kid gives him a hug after. Yeah. Oh, and, like, there's little touches, too. Like, some of the people have, like, Superman, like, bobbleheads and shit in their mm-hmm. car. Like, everyone fucking loves the guy. Yeah. As Doomsday is, like, fucking stomping a mud hole. And <laughs> yeah. Like, he's Steve Austin. No on the shit, fucking... right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, eventually, though, it's. They continue fighting, and he crashes into the helicopter. Superman crashes into the helicopter the Lois is in, so he has to save the day. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, as he just kind of stumbles, and Lois is like, I got you. And he's like, who's got Who you? Got me? Who's got you? Yeah, nice, wonderful. I love that. That was a great moment. And it's just, as he's like, nah, I got, like, there's no one else. I'm the backup. Yeah, like, I can't. I'm the cavalry. There's no, who are we going to call? Blue Beetle? Yeah. <laughs> Like, there's no one else that can do this, so I got to yeah. get back to work. And they they fight upwards as Superman takes the the back half of the, like, the tail of the helicopter and fucking hits a home run. Mm-hmm. Tries to knock him into the fucking stratosphere. Keeps knocking him up higher and higher and higher. But then there's just knocked right back down and they fall. Yep. Uh, as I just like a falling, like a, like a shooting star, basically, like a meteor. Yeah. Yeah, they start to, like, burn on re-entry, which is a nice nod. I don't know if that's in the original comic, but it's definitely in the 2007 Superman Doomsday animated adaptation of Death of Superman that they did. Uh, great scene in that, too. But, yeah, so they fall down to Metropolis, and boom, cause a huge crater. And Superman's out right now, right? Because Lex yeah, has to come Lex in. Lex comes in, and, and it's like, I'm Lex Luthor. I'm the biggest badass. Yeah, I'm gonna save the day. You get the fuck off this planet. As he hits with green beams, Mm -hmm. like and he's like, "Yeah, Jimmy Olsen, Lois, keep the cameras on me. I got this." As he, you know, uh, has his big robot, um, and Doomsday is completely like. At first, he gets knocked into the Hall of Justice. Yeah, at first, he's just like, just kind of just outflanked suddenly. So he's just doesn't yet realize what hit him and then yeah lex luthor in his artem zola looking armor yeah just keeps spouting off that he's the fucking best ever and get off this planet and then doomsday just jumps forward and tackles the fucker yeah and uh no it hits him with the eye beams oh like, yeah that's he has right. laser yeah. vision yeah and it, and basically superman has to save him and yeah he's just Lex is in complete disgust. They're just like, I'm supposed to win. I'm the yeah. video game boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm the best. I am Lex Luthor. And yeah, Superman saves him, and then he's just even more just like, well, no, you dickhole! Yeah. And it's, they fight into the into the Hall of Justice. Meanwhile, yeah. 
At the Hall of Justice, the whole thing is collapsing in on itself from the destruction caused by this battle. And they cause a big shockwave from their attack, and then Doomsday takes his cape, Superman's cape and starts strangling him with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, lets it, basically lets him down because Lois throws a rock at him. Yeah. Lois in for the save. Lo- yeah, Lois throws a rock and just, ne- like, because yeah, he asked him. Tells- yeah, she tells Clark that she got uh, his note, and uh, then uh, as Doomsday slowly approaches, and uh, I think in a nod to Batman v Superman, his protrusions start to grow. So he yeah, he grows spikes. a rock claw. Yeah. Yeah, and Superman uh, is like, "No, you get away from my Kool Aid!" Yeah, uh, charges up in a, in a final act of all of his all of his anger and his and all and his, his desperation. Yeah, and just hits Superman right square or hits Doomsday right square on the jaw and just and causes his whole neck to just turn. Yeah, it just rotates his whole neck. Yeah. But unfortunately he's also tagged by the by yes. the protrusion. So they're both they both mortally wound each other. Mm-hmm. And uh Superman gets to go through his last two of his last words. So yep. the comic book one is is he is he like, yeah you did it. You saved everybody. And then he gets to go through the new 52 one mm-hmm. of uh, what, like, what that's all I ever really wanted. I was, yeah. What a lucky man I was. I, I really like those both. Yeah. Yeah, I like the, the original one better because it's just like, uh, I always got the sense that, like, he would have gotten back up had she said, like, yeah, he's still alive. He would have like, tried to fight yeah. up to his feet. He would have, yeah, he would have <laughs> given some still, like, yeah. No, I like, like I, oh, Jerry O'Connell just delivers it so perfectly. And yeah, everyone is just absolutely devastated. Uh, we've been getting more shots to you, like Bibbo and the Ace of Clubs. Like, if anybody needs to be here, you know, he can stay with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but just how the world mourns. For yes, Superman as a genuine well just how everybody everybody in the world sees the shot that iconic shot from the the original storyline of the cape caught on the the piece of rebar and just the tattered in the cape wind. yeah and just everybody in the world sees it from the daily planet to France to India to China everybody in the world sees that moment and it's just this collective like gut punch yeah and, and the, then we get to my favorite sequence in the whole movie is the memorial sequence. Yeah. Well, it was always the most heartbreaking part when I read that novel. As the Kents are there, yeah. uh, they've watched their son die on national television. Yep. And they're also not allowed because nobody knows. Exactly. The, nobody knows. And in this one, like, because in the comic book, they didn't even go to the proper funeral. In the comic book, they ended up uh, kind of just burying a lot of Clark's stuff in the original crater where they found the ship. Um, you know, yeah. And this, and, yeah, and this, they, they went and like a cop just, you know, Hey, yeah, get back. And is she going to be okay? And it's like, yeah, it's just, she's taking it really hard. Yeah. And then the cops like, yeah, Superman was kind of family for all of us. Wasn't he? And then the, the mayor of Metropolis who has no name because he's still holding his <laughs> office. The mayor. <laughs> um, he's like giving a really good speech and just like, uh, can't, uh, thank, uh, the efforts of the justice league of trying to stop doomsday. And Wonder Woman looks over and, uh, we notice the Batman's not there and we get my, I think this is my favorite moment in the, the movie just because it just with nothing but music and just the animation, it just 
sells so much and tells so much about Bruce Wayne and how he's been affected because he's just in Wayne Manor all bandaged up. Alfred's looking at him. Damien and Ace are slowly walking up to him and he's just staring at the window. Just You can tell that his best friend just fucking died, you know? And he's yeah. devastated. And just the music that underscores that moment is just so perfect. And then we get back to the memorial and eventually the mayor's like, I still have no name, but I'm going to hand it over to someone who does, Lex Luthor, whose timely intervention helps Superman save the day before his timely demise. And uh, Lex gets on and just spouts bullshit. I mean, it's a spin yeah. on what, like, yo, I can't, I remember all the late night chats Superman and I used to have. And uh, I think yeah, he, I think Luthor does give him a name as Mayor Booker. Yeah, oh, because in the credits it's just mayor. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the Green Lantern sets the, the torch into Superman's memorial, which is a giant statue. Mm -hmm. He has like a mausoleum in the middle of town. Because of course he would. And it's and it's mm -hmm. a recreation of, uh, again, of the iconic statue that was built in Metro Centennial Park after he died. Uh, it's the same pose with the eagle and everything. Uh, yeah, just in the new 52 costume, and yeah. Um, yeah, as they're wondering what to do with Doomsday, because Lex is after, because we still oh, have a little bit more to go. And a little bit before that, we get uh, Bibbo's prayer from the comic book, as yeah. we see people, and this is also a really beautiful moment. Yeah, Bibbo yeah, gives the prayer, of, and um, I, th I think it's an actual specific prayer, but I'm not religious, so I don't <laughs> yeah, know. I'm not it's sure not the right Lord's Prayer, but... <coughs> But yeah, he gives a, a, a specific prayer and to go through all the different people and how they mourn. Um, mm -hmm. Like Bibba Lois wonders, goes to see the Kents and so on. Yeah, and Bibba wonders why God had to take Superman and not a washed up sailor like him. Mm -hmm. like uh, Which is very sad. Yeah. Um, the whole thing's just very sad. It's all Especially sad. It's all really sad. Huh? Yeah. Especially for like you know, we don't have it established or anything. You know, for me, this was the first one that I watched. Mm -hmm. You know, and outside of just having base knowledge of Superman, it's just still mm. yeah, it's still, it's really effective. I mean, just having a base knowledge of any of the characters, like oh yeah, I kind of casually know the Justice League. I know that Superman and Batman are friends, kind of, you know, so on and so forth. It works. I mean, this movie uh, made our mom cry. It did. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's very sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now we're at uh, Star Labs, and uh, Lex Luthor is petitioning Star Labs for Doomsday's body. But uh, Janet Clyburn is like, nope, fuck off. We're going to shoot that motherfucker into the moon or into space where nobody into can hear sun. him scream. Into the sun. It's not going to be on a nuke. Don't worry. We're not breaking the rules. And uh, uh, but suddenly uh, Kal-El's ship suddenly starts to turn on, go alive. And just blast right out of Star Labs into we don't know where. Well, we will later in the post credit scenes, but. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so we got, uh, yeah, Lois goes to to uh, Clark's desk. And like, oh, Kat tries to comfort her. Like, you know, a lot of people are missing. You know, he'll come back. He's got the best reason of all to return. Mm -hmm. And. You know, of course, she can't say. Yeah. But uh, then Jimmy's like, oh, we got to get going. There's a, something you're going to want to see this. We got to go, go to the, the Superman Memorial. And yeah, uh, they get there and it's like the 
uh, Maggie Sawyer and Dan Turpin are there, and Lois is like, is it true? And they're like, see for yourself. And the casket, casket has been ripped open, and uh, obviously been the someone has escaped from within. Nobody's mm-hmm. like, it looks like someone's burst out of the mausoleum, and they look up, and by the statue there is a shadowy figure who flies off, and then we get to credits. Yeah, Superman? I believe that's the Eradicator, right? I think doing... that's I think that's the Eradicator. No, I think that might ha- I think that might be Henshaw. Okay, because like, because the Eradicator doesn't show up. So uh, the credits roll, and then we get four, right? Four yep. post credit scenes. One for each of the uh, yeah. So Superboy escapes confinement from Dabney's mm-hmm. lab. Steel is hammering away. Yeah, he's making the steel suit. shield. The Eradicator uh, builds the fortress. The fortress. Yeah, well, he built. It. He creates the fortress because I don't think Superman had the fortress in this continuity yet. And the cyborg Superman flies towards the camera mm-hmm. as the Superman logo sort of bleeds. Does the iconic bleeding logo, and uh, yeah, and that's the end of the death of Superman 2018. Yeah, and then that leads directly into the reign of Superman, which will be covered. Uh, yeah, I don't maybe. know, maybe sometime later. I don't yeah. know if we feel like it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they. Yeah, I guess it could be Henshaw. It's somebody who's just staring at the. Yeah, it's the a height. Superman figure. Mm-hmm. I would highly recommend it though. Checking out the yes. whole storyline. Yeah, both movies definitely. Uh, yeah, this movie kicks ass. Fuck yeah! Uh, this is great. <laughs> this is a such a nice, refreshing. Uh, like yeah, just some good DC universe stuff. Love it. Yeah, just the. Uh, Great amount of world building and character, heart, action. Yeah. I cannot more highly recommend this. Yeah. So, So. were you doing your ranking? Oh, yeah. I didn't actually put this in, but I guess I would say it's not as good for me as probably the Donner Cut or Superman uh, one. So, I would probably put it third. Yeah. Just. So, like, then it'd be Superman, the motion picture, two, Donner Cut, this, regular Superman 2, so on and so forth. Gotcha. What about you? Yeah. For, so, for me, going from 8 to 1, we got Supergirl, then Steel, then 3, then 4, then 2, then 78, then the Death of Superman, and then the Donner Cut at number 1. This was, uh, of all the ones we watched, this was uh, just a fun... I mean, Superman 78, of course, as well, and Superman 2. Just this was, you know, I mean, I, I love animated DC stuff anyway, so I'm already kind of biased. Yeah. So this is this is good. I highly recommend people check this out. Uh, nice breezy watch mm-hmm. um, at an hour 20. Fits so much shit in. Yeah, for an so hour much... 20 fits so, like, just like Mask of Phantasm when you think about it. Just fits yeah. so much great story into the time that they have. I mean, really just showing the great work of Sam Liu, who wrote, who directed the movie, and Peter Tomasi, who wrote it. You know, all the work that they... Just excellent work. Uh, hats off. Mm-hmm. Next time, we close out Super mm-hmm. March. We finish, we finish the saga with Superman Returns. He returns yeah, yeah. to finish out the story. <laughs> he returns. He's back. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, and then, after that... Rocky. Rocky. Yeah, it'll it'll be fun. I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited. But until then, I'm Devin. I'm Dayton. Thanks for listening, everybody. See ya.
Peace.